It's the Yucky and Yes podcast. I'd rather be a gambler than we did. I walked in, sat down, had to leave, and violently vomited. I'm not going down that hole. I'm not. Don't even try me. Not today, Satan. Not today. I value my friendship. You're the cream. And the coffee is life. You bring cream to my life. Ooh, I'm not sure. Once a week for an hour. <laughs> what? Like, listen to that thing. Why? Why were you laughing? Why were you like, I'm not sure? Oh, because remember we could when you're the cream. Wait, huh? Like, you're, I just you're thinking like nasty or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. See, I was just thinking like, <laughs> you know, cream is good with sugar with coffee. Yeah, you're the cream to my life. <laughs> you're a nasty girl. <laughs> all you nasty girls anyway sorry to people out there like my hair just keeps cutting off and touch the wrong side it's like whatever it is what it is i love your hair i'm gonna be playing around my hair like the whole show (laughs) i'm so vain i thought this show was about me um all right so today's topic is um entitled saying the quiet parts out loud um i kind of wanted for for those that don't know that bird is ridiculous the what those birds are ridiculous right now really loud (laughs) yeah i guess everybody can see that i'm like outside no they can't (laughs) see it they can hear i mean can hear that i'm outside Mm -hmm. um they're gonna just have to deal with it today (laughs) Is is it distracting is it can you not hear me no, I can hear you. you. Can you hear me fine or you hear me okay? Oh, no, I hear you fine. I also hear them birds. Well, I can't do nothing about the birds. I mean, <laughs> they, they deserve to live too in this world. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to, um, there, there's a, what do you call it? Uh, uh, the, the, saying, the saying is saying the quiet part out loud. And there mm-hmm. are people that don't know, you know, where that, came from or, or you you know and it's like you schooled me today because I had no idea where that phrase came from and no. I know I think I've heard it here and there like I, I I had a grasp on it but you really schooled me today so thank you now I know exactly where it came from what it is what it means that's good to know I'm going to share um my screen which has like the the origin and definition of it so the quiet part loud, also known as the quiet part out loud, is a slang expression used to describe a person who unintentionally announces the subtext of a public statement. The earliest known usage of the phrase comes from a 1995 episode of The Simpsons. On the March 5th, 1995 episode, A Star is Burns, aired in the United States. In the episode, the character Krusty the Clown joins the jury of a local film festival. When asked why he's voting for the film by the villainous tycoon, Mr. Burns, he says, let's just say it moved me to a bigger house. Oops, I said the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud. The joke implies that he did not mean to announce that Mr. Burns bribed him for his vote. Um, I'm gonna share you, I'm gonna share um, the actual clip of that. It's 10 seconds. 
How can you vote for Burns' movie? Let's just say it moved me to a bigger house. Oops, I said the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet. Oh, dear. So, Marissa, uh-huh. have you ever done that yourself? I, let me just say that lately that, that reference has taken on more of a racial epithet, like not epithet, a racial overtones, because yeah. it kind of implies that um, non-minorities, <laughs> that's what we can call them, non-minorities, that's only at least one group, um, always say things how they're really feeling, like, intentionally or unintentionally, I don't know, but they say what we always suspect when they get caught saying it out loud and then, you know, they come to an apology because we, we always suspect that they feel certain way about certain things. And then, you know, when it's said, it's like, oh, see, you're saying the quiet part out loud. Has this ever happened in your life? Have You mean, have I said it or have people said it to me? Have you, like, you don't have to say whether you said it, um, but like, have you- Well, ever, not, not it. Have you ever been like, in a situation where somebody said something, the quiet part out loud in your presence? Oh, all the time, all the time. And I'm the queen of passive aggressive. So it kind of leaves room for people to like not quite get it right away. So yeah, it happens all the time. And it's one of those, uh, hmm? So give us an oh. example, give us an example. Um, Somebody was saying about um, these dolls that these kids were playing. It was like a playhouse. And she goes, I ordered the wrong family. Now the kids have to play with a Puerto Rican family. And I, and I, and I just go, because, you know, I'm the queen of passive aggressive. Yeah, who would want to do that? And they looked at me and they're like, hmm? what? And I went, what? So it was one of those situations, or it could be, um, I'm trying to think. But, um, but I think it's, I think a lot of times with the quiet part out loud, it's like, they don't say it to you. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's usually in reference to something you heard, they didn't expect you to hear. Oh, no, they weren't talking to me. Oh, see, you didn't say that. Oh, yeah, no, no. She, I she, thought you she were was, having a conversation. Was, I wasn't having a conversation. I have to happen to be standing there. They knew I was there, but they were talking to each other. And I whipped around with the whole like, yeah, who wants to do that? Right. And it was a, huh, 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 huh. <laughs> I, for me, there, there's one, um, there's, I have two examples. One of which wasn't my experience, but you told me about it. Okay. So I had this boyfriend who was like militant. <gasps> and you since you know go ahead and tell the story no 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 go ahead you were there so i'd rather you tell it no because i feel like i don't i want to make sure we're we're thinking of the right situation i don't want to say anything, anything out of line so go okay ahead. so i had this boyfriend and at the time i was um living with you mm -hmm. um and he came to visit and like i gotta say on a side note like it's like crazy because like I had my dude all up like in the house, but you like you encouraged it. Like it wasn't like I would never do that unless you were like he should come here. Like let yeah, him, to like, visit you. Yeah, let him visit. Him. But yeah. like in the grand scheme of things, like in life, like how many people? Although my cousin got her whole man living in the house, so I mean, anyway, 
um, so he he was on the phone out on the deck, or I don't know if he had a deck then, just patio, and um, he he was using the word spick. I don't know who he was talking about. I don't know if he was talking about you or not, but he was saying spick. And I'm like, and you told me about it. And I felt very uncomfortable. Like I couldn't react. I felt like in the middle. You weren't there. Yeah. But I did say something to him like later, like I, yeah, yeah. Not in front of you, but it's like, bro, you sitting up in her house, eating her food, chilling, you know, and you got the nerve, like what the fuck? Yeah. But he's, he was, he was like, you know how I feel. I don't feel like minorities can be racist but I think that they can spew racist rhetoric. And he definitely was spewing racist, racist rhetoric. rhetoric. Yeah. He's very like, oh, you're saying the quiet part out loud. You would <laughs> never say that in her, in her face or to her face. He didn't, he didn't know I was walking in. He right. didn't know I was walking in. Right. Yeah. And then he turned around and was like, oh, and I was making myself something to eat. And he was like, oh, I, I love that too. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, that was the ex-boyfriend. And then one of the other situations that I've, I've encountered, so I was at a family gathering and a bunch of family members were talking. And one of the family members was like, um, and I've told you about this, I've, I've mentioned this, that, I, that I've been, a, that I heard this. Um, just, I was at a, a gathering, whatever, and there were family members there and the family members was a group of family members speaking and one of the family members um got a new job and the other family member who happened to be a sibling of the this family member that got the job said to the sibling tell them where you're working and the sibling was like looked very uncomfortable and didn't want to say nothing I think the sibling saw me like standing to the side. Like I wasn't part of the conversation, but I was like to the side, like away from it, like drinking mm -hmm. my juice or whatever, sipping my gin and juice. And the sibling didn't want to say nothing. And so the, the other sibling that was like, tell them where you work. And the sibling just never said anything. And then the sibling, sibling was like wine dance. And they all like, oh, and I was like, Anybody okay. that is anybody that knows Long Island knows like where where me and Marissa, the the uh, the county that not county, Long Island is not a county. The what would you call Long Island? It's just not a borough. It's a I say downstate New York. I know you hate when I say that. But it's not just Long Island though. Yeah, it's 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 uh an island. An island that's long yeah so, it's off of manhattan <laughs> so the people that are from here know there are parts of long island that are considered like um economically depressed shall we say and where do economically depressed people live hmm and what do what is the stigma attached to economically depressed people hmm, hmm. and what do economically depressed people look like hmm, hmm. but don't say selden is economically depressed what? Don't say Selden oh, is no, economically no. depressed. Right. No, you would never say that. Even Don't though, say Shirley's economically depressed. Even though. Even though. Um, and so this person's saying this, and I'm, I'm like, oh, you're saying the quiet part out loud. Because if my face 
was in the view of this person's face, I don't know if they would have said that. But the back was to me. Mm -hmm. And it was like, everything that you already suspect comes out when, you know, people feel real comfortable in their comfort mm -hmm. zone and they don't expect you to be. Yeah. And if you, if, and the thing about saying the quiet parts out loud, when a person calls you on it, you either apologize or you say, whatever, that's not what I meant. You're taking it to another, like all of a sudden it's um, gaslighting. It's like, oh, oh now oh. it's my fault. Oh, all of a sudden oh. I should have been eavesdropping. <laughs> I shouldn't have been thinking like that. What do you right. talk? <laughs> Everything's about race, right? So, you know, it's one of those things where when it comes to, you know, saying the quiet parts out loud, it can be like I, like we said, race. It can be like the cartoons, like you know, giving a donation or you know, doing something underhanded to get the things that you wanted. Nobody is supposed to know about, you know. And I think we all have experienced it in one way or another, whether we were the recipient or the I don't know what the word is, but the one that's like causing the quote unquote havoc. Um, yeah. But I guess what made me think about this topic was the recent um, situation involving Rachel Nichols, who is an ESPN analyst, and Maria Taylor, who's an ESPN analyst. So there's a video leaked um, last week, not a video, an audio leak audio. last week. Um, so I'm going to play the audio, and then um, we can kind of discuss a little discuss. bit about the, the background and what we think about it. Cool? Cool. Cool. Cool beans. Uh, wait a second. Nope, can't do that. I'm sharing the wrong thing. How do you stop share? Am I sharing this? No. Okay, it's sharing on my end, but not your end. So, un momento, por favor. But while, while we're doing it, I'm just gonna give a quick background. So Maria Taylor, um, she's, she played basketball. Um, she is an analyst on ESPN, main, mainly does the uh, basketball roundtable for the, you know, the, uh, the national games that show up on ESPN and, and on ABC Network, which also has the NBA finals, which are current right now. Um, so I'm going to share this now. Let's see. Got it. Sharing. Okay. I I don't know what their next move is, but they are feeling pressure because of all of that. And um, I'm trying to figure out like how to just, you know, my thing is that I think I just want to her all the success in the world. She covers football, she covers basketball. Would you need but to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about your like crappy long time record anniversary, which by the way, I myself, like, know personally for the female side of it. Like, so for those that may have a little bit of trouble hearing, um, 
Rachel Nichols was, she got caught on, on an audio. I don't know who recorded it, but she got caught um, complaining about Maria Taylor being selected to be the uh, analyst um, for the NBA finals last year when they were in the bubble. Um, Rachel Nichols felt that, you know, she should have been the, the analyst on duty. And she basically summed up her being chosen um, as a diversity thing because, because she was black. Not because she was more skilled and, you know, she played basketball and she, you know, she, she has the chops to do it, but because she was black. Um, and so obviously she came out as they always do. And she apologized and for, for about two, 10 seconds. And the show that she apologized on, she has two other co-hosts that were on the show with her. And people are making a big deal about how um, they got more, they spoke longer than she did, um, making apologies for her. Like, you know what I mean? Like defending her. And it was like, shit never changes. You know, it's, it's like, like, the, like they say, it's like, we kind of have an idea of how people feel, but until they really come out and say it, it's like, okay. Well, True. so, so here's my only problem with, so she doesn't want to give somebody else credit that they might be a better fit for a job. And I, you know what, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to play not devil's advocate, but I'm going to give, you know, like the, the range of emotions listening to this audio and kind of looking this up because I'm not a sports person. So I don't know these people. So it's very hard to say, like, to, to, to see opportunity go to someone else. Cause you're like, well, you know, I'm a sports analyst. Why wouldn't that come to me first? Blah, blah, blah. So it's very hard to see that somebody else is a better fit than you are for a job. I understand that in entertainment, things are, are very fleeting. You know, we only have so much time to, to make a name and, and be successful. I get it. But at the same time, um, it does it does cause a bit more outrage because to whittle down that someone is chosen for a job just because of their race or because um, it's a diversity hire, which is I, I, I hate that phrase because it, it just makes it so that it's just a diversity hire and nothing else. It has nothing else to do with the work that she's done, the work that she's going to do the 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 work that she's putting in to get to where she needs to go and you know and and as another female or 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 i assume she identifies as a female um in in a male dominated industry i would imagine you'd want to maybe help each other i the only example i have is octavia spencer she made she and i forget the actress that she's talking about how when um I remember, I, I don't remember her name either, but read, well, a, a red, yes. So it was, um, she made, she made a point to say where, you, you know, when you have an ally, it's, it's one of those, like they did a favored nations deal where, you know what, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. We're both going to get the best deal for the movie that we're making. So Jessica I would imagine Chastain. Jessica, Jessica Chastain. yes, which made me like her. Cause before that I was like, eh, to Jessica Chastain, but now I like her, but the, <laughs> But the thing that that kills me is like, you know, we have enough people pulling us down. Let's 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 not be the ones to do that for each other either. 
you know, I understand that you're upset and you're in your feelings and you let your ego get the best of you. And here we are. I don't know. You're a woman in a, in a male dominated industry. Good luck recovering from this. I really do. I really do wish you luck, but well, had you not, thing that you, you no, I, I, don't, I want you to finish. Had you not, you know, when, had you not let your ego and, and that little mustard seed of, you know what I'm talking about, really get the best of you, you probably could have gone further. You could have had, you could have had a show with someone that probably the two of you dynamically could have made something a whole she lot better. She has her own show on top, like, but here's the thing. Um, you might, I mean, the last name Nichols is very, it's not like a unique last name, but the breakdown who Rachel Nichols is, um, she, she is the step the daughter-in-law of Diane Sawyer. So oh, Diane Sawyer's husband, Mike my, Nichols. Mike Nichols. That's his daughter-in-law. So you're gonna tell me, even with even with Diane Sawyer and your dad, you really got the nerve to have an ego like that and really pull somebody else down? You got some damn nerve. And then, you got some damn nerve. That made, that makes me even angrier. Diane Sawyer, Mike Nichols, get no. And then, so here's the thing. Um, a lot of people, well, I shouldn't say a lot of people. I've seen people speculate the timing of the of the audio. Here's the thing. Um, Maria Taylor, back in 2019, prior to the, the pandemic, um, she trying to negotiate her contract and she they offered her $5 million to, and she turned it down. She said she wanted Stephen A. Smith money. She wanted like $8 million and they were like, no. Then the pandemic hit and she's her contract, the NBA finals, she's working the NBA finals now. If the NBA finals goes the full distance, I believe the last day would be July 22nd and her contract ends July 20th. ESPN came back this week and offered her $3 million. Excuse me? So it's just like... Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the math don't, I'm, I'm no mathematician. Something don't add up. But it don't add up. Some and going I, on. one thing about the story too, like I said, this cap, this happened right before the, during the NBA bubble last year, during the pandemic. This all came to light in a way too, because um, this, a woman, a, a black digital video producer named Kayla Johnson, she took the video to HR and she gave it to Maria Taylor and she was suspended for two weeks without pay for doing so. Wait a minute. Yeah, but, but Rachel Nichols, nothing. Wait a minute. It's a whole lot of shit, homie. They're saying the quiet part out loud. Out loud. But quietly. Way out loud. But quietly. But it's way out loud. Ooh. So you can mm. see there's a lot of like layers. Like it's just mm. a hot mess. Oh, I don't, I don't know. It's one of those things where you're just like, what the hell? You know, what is going on here? Like, I just, I think all of the parameters of this story is 
it's like the same old shit. Um, both things ever change. The Who's more really things your, change, the more they stay ally? the same. Who's really your ally? Do people smile on your face all the all the time when to take your place? Those backstabbers. backstabbers. Shout out to the OJs. You know, like I have to play that song later. They smile in your face, in your face. all the time. Want to take your place? Those backstabbers. Do you, you know what's been? We've been playing the Doobie Brothers in my house lately. Why? Because my son, my little one, um, he he like happened upon because you know he's always like looking at music. He happened upon um, he happened upon um, a Mike McDonald song. I love I Mike like, McDonald. He Mike, slaps. Abbreviate that guy. It's Michael. Michael. Sorry. Michael mm -hmm. McDonald. And he slaps. And he like went down this rabbit hole. And he was like, do you know who the Doobie Brothers are? And I was like, I do. How do you know? And he was like, I was listening to the, and he's like, he, and he's like, and then it went to Doobie Brothers. Is that the same guy? And I was like, yeah, it is. He was in a group. And he was like, we're just, we've been listening to it. But anyway, I want to get back, back, to back on that real quick. We need uh -huh. to show him the clip of what's happening. When the Doobie Brothers were on What's Happening, just Google that. <gasps> you can watch the whole episode. It's, you know, PG. Doobie Brothers on What's Happening. It's probably on Google. The pro episode's probably on Google. On What's Happening. Look at that. Found it? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Show, show him that video. Why did Michael McDonald, the dude, I mean, slaps yeah slaps but okay hold on let's get back let's get back to this uh saying the quiet parts out loud um now who who leaked do we know who exactly leaked this audio it could have been anybody that's what i'm saying like i don't know if maria taylor did it because her and her people did it because her contract was like why a whole year later did hr do it did this girl kayla do it like i don't know but why would there's somebody sitting in office piss the shit like you know what ain't gonna do my say it again i think i have a the wi-fi went out for a second what'd you say uh your pause i hope it's not my wi-fi yeah is it my wi-fi you there it's or there's just that random. I hear you perfectly. Okay, all right. Say that again. I'm saying it's probably just an intern somewhere. Like, oh, you ain't gonna do my people like this again. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Now, for for is it is it are are we still again? Like I said, I don't I don't really watch sports. I don't look at analysts. Do do sports people really? not value a female commentator no they do are so, we still in that no they do i want to give a shout out to jalen rose because he hosts the um nba finals with maria taylor and so they there was a clip um like a week or two ago we were talking about um basketball player that deserves a better contract and in the middle of it he's like pay maria taylor she does she deserves that money like they're on the same network for him to be doing that on national tv they're right. on the same network pay this woman don't let her go this that and the other and she's like anyway back to like she she didn't want to 
she didn't she wasn't trying to do that but he you know he can he could do that yeah. for whatever reason so i believe that there are some people that will stick their neck neck out but i think overall over like overall i don't think most people are inclined to stick their neck out for people oh period any yeah. industry no In matter every, where anyway yeah. like friendships yeah family like yeah, yeah. Most people are not trying to stick their neck out for anybody i'm sitting here trying to think to myself because i had this thought earlier like who who has ever stuck their neck out like it's one thing to be like don't say that it's another thing like to step in and be like watch what the fuck you say that's my friend that's my daughter that's my my mother my brother whatever the case may be um, the worst is when somebody swears they did that but you're like did you really though yeah that's like, that's horrible because it's like, how do you diminish somebody who's like, no, I did that for you. What are you talking about? And you're like, did you, that did you though? Like, yeah. oh, that's terrible. That's a terrible situation. I had a, it's weird. I had a thought unrelated to this podcast about that moment where somebody did that. And I cannot for the life of me remember, I think, feel like it happened in college, but I can't, I can't. Yeah. They can't said remember. to you, you didn't back me up or. No, no, or they no. said to you, like, I stuck my neck out for you. No, no, no. Neither one that they actually did stick their neck up out for me. Oh, 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 oh. you know, most people don't oh. do that. But of course, I can't remember what, what it was. I, you know, what? I, I do have one. I have one where um, when I was working um, at this company and it was a minority owned company, the best company I've ever worked for. Um, well, give them a shout out. Black owned business. It, yeah, but let me let me say my story okay, before right. I so so uh, there's a direct supervisor and then the big honcho and me and the direct supervisor we were the head honcho always went to trade shows with us but this is like finally he was like I got to do this stuff you guys do the trade shows and we went and there was an issue at this show that we never got our product we never got we got nothing. Like I had whatever I had with me in my bag. Like I had a few brochures, my business card, and that's it. And he turned to me, I was supposed to be there for, it was either two days or three days. And he was like, listen, see if you can get on a flight right now. And I was like, well, it's leaving in like an hour and a half. He's like, go home. We have no product here. We don't even have like brochures. He's like, you had, I think I had like 50 in my bag just because I always had 50 in my bag. He's like, go, I'll stay here. If it comes, I'll take the trade show. Don't worry about it. Just go home. I was like, really? He's like, you got kids, go home. So I, I jumped in the car and as I'm like on the way to the airport, I'm calling to change my flight. And our boss was really pissed because he was like, she should have stayed because I was really good at net networking. And he was like, she should have stayed because she could have networked. And he was like, no, I'm not. No, that what is their network about? We have no product. She had the business cards, a few business cards that she had in her pocket. She gave me everything that she had. Two of us didn't need to be here. And he was like really mad about it. And I remember the head honcho called me. He's like, well, why did you go? And I was like, uh, I didn't think it would be an issue. He said, but you should have stayed. And I was like, oh, you know what? I know for next time, I'm sorry. I, I won't do that. And then my direct boss called and he was like, there's no apology needed. I told you to leave. I wanted you to be home with your family. There was and he's like, you're not getting in trouble for this, period. Right. And I just like at work, at work for him, you know what I mean? Like for somebody to be like, you're not getting in trouble. I told you to go. It right. is what it is. But it was the best company I've ever worked for to this day. Well, why don't you want to tell the name of it? 
Oh, 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 it's um, Compact Industries. It's called Brilliant Toothbrush. Best toothbrush for your family. And they have a whole housewares line. They have the plink stuff. They have a, um, oh, uh, a grill stone. They have a lot of yeah, amazing products. They didn't pay, they didn't pay for advertisement. They didn't pay for this. Yeah, yeah. Go um, end it there. Brilliant toothbrushes. Okay. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's, it's nice for, you know, people to stand up for you. It's nice for people to call out when people say the quiet parts out loud and you know that quiet part is a fucked up shit. This one mm -hmm. thing you'd be like, the quiet part is like, I really love him. You know what I mean? And he's yeah. your best friend. That's, it's never that. Yeah. No, it's never that. Well, no, I shouldn't no. say never that, but you know, it's never happened to me. But yeah. But I'm sure it's happened Seriously. to other people. But the quiet part is it is never referring to like a good thing. It's like some fucked up shit. Mm -hmm. Like I got this job. Like you you don't hear somebody say, I got this job because I like slept my way to the top. The best is like we used to work for this one company and whenever it was like a Spanish doctor, Hispanic doctor, a black doctor, it was all of a sudden they look at us and they're like, Yeah, hey, you should go talk to them. Yeah. I'm like, really? It's crazy. I'm the best fit for this. They're like, yeah, you should go talk to them. Oh, look, they're they're in blah, blah, blah neighborhoods. Yeah, you should go there. Like, nope. You one, one of the them. things, why don't you go there? One of the things that is, that is um for, for this particular topic that is making it even more relevant and noticing more people is the debate over the critical race theory. Like the amount of people that are, that are like so against when, they don't even teach this. They teach it in law school. So like, I, so, oh my gosh, I was just what? about to say, I heard the most incredible NPR uh, interview last week about critical race theory and what it actually is and what these like soundbite and clips that you see from certain, I'm not gonna say political affiliations, but certain people in America that believe what critical race theory is. They're not teaching critical race theory in the K through 12 setting. It could have been a conversation that perhaps snowballed within students within a certain, but they're not teaching critical race theory in K through 12 schools, guaranteed. It is something that's taught in higher education and law school. Um, it, I, I mean, I, we both went I, to college. Did you get it taught in college? No, and I wish, you know what? I'm actually going to research um, a, a critical race theory um, um, course because so I, I you know when, when in education you do a lot of human development and things like that. And what's right. so great about this human development of critical race is it's really kind of giving you a wonderful overview. And this is what this NPR article was, uh, 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 sorry, interview was talking about. It was a um, uh, she was talking. It was a, a black professor what is her name it was fantastic and what she was saying was like the 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 example she gave was okay let's look at austin texas which is you know um named after austin smith and what they kind of looked at was okay let's look at the demographic makeup of austin texas and why it, it looks the way it looks right um the border of mexico has been shifted a few times but people haven't left right um uh deal makers that they've made and how important industry um was because and how we couldn't have progressed without slavery 
So, and it was um, deals made by certain plantation owners that they, um, about bringing um, um, indentured servants, slaves um, for industry down into Mexico. It, it is, it was, it was on NPR. It was the most phenomenal talk I've heard in a really long time. This, this professor is phenomenal. I wish I could sit in her class and I'm good. I'm definitely looking into it, but K through 12 setting and these sound bites that you see they're trying to make political and, and, and looking at the board of education and listen, your board of education, they're not always teachers. These are elected. These are volunteer positions. Um, you do have superintendents, you have superintendents of curriculum. Um, those people usually came from um, education and educational settings. I guarantee you critical race theory is not coming in a K through 12 setting anytime soon. By the time they look at a curriculum and it gets unfolded, usually in private, and then it, uh, and then it goes to public, it would take about 15 years to get into a K through 12 setting. And it's just not appropriate for the K through 12 setting because of the amount of information and the background information that you have to have for what real critical race theory is. Um, now, another person I can tell you that does phenomenal critical race theory um, um, highlights is actually John Logazamo. So he does a lot of one-man shows and part of his one-man shows are critical race theory. Mm -hmm. And it gives you kind of like the, the introduction as to um, why and how and things, how, how they progress and develop within you know, certain subsets of American culture and things like that. So what you see sound bites that you see of these parents going to a board of education meeting and yelling at these volunteer people about critical race theory in a K through 12 setting, absolutely not. I'm sorry, I hijacked your, your topic. Yeah, I'm like, okay. but it's such oh, a- It's cool, it's cool. But it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's like, I just really wish that, you know, I, I hate when people say to me because I am very wishy-washy and this is probably the one, one setting where I'm more so like, you'll ask me my opinion and I try to give it, but I also try not to give it because I'm very wishy-washy. Um, but, um, and I usually get, because I don't want it, I don't want to give my opinion because some, most of the time I don't, I'm not here to argue. Um, and people will say to me, well, you know, if you do a little bit more research, okay, as people like to take these hot button topics and, and run with them, especially, you know, before an election, after an election, things like that, or, or, or taking down certain people that view this way or that way, um, this seems to be one of those hot button issues. And what they're actually talking about is not critical race theory. And I really wish that people would um, highlight it for what it really is. Um, John Leguizamo, I even think he might have some of his shows on, Netf on Netflix and on HBO Max. And it's, um, he, has, he has really done a phenomenal job, not only presenting the information, but making it personal because he obviously introduced you know, parts of his own life or I'm sure cartoonish parts of his life. But what actual critical race theory is, is phenomenal, phenomenal. I, I just, it, it's a topic that I, 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 go ahead. No, no, it's a topic that you what? You know, a lot of people, you know, your first two years of school is more like your general subjects. Yeah. And I really wish that it was part of in the humanities section of your, of your, um, of the educational components, not just in law school, because it's such a phenomenal thing to really understand, especially when you have um, such a sub, sub, 
I, I call it subcultures of America because right. you know you can be oops from you broke up Texas to New York again mm. I was Wait. going on a tangent again about why I think yeah it, the, the reception went out give me oh. I'm gonna um I'm gonna pause this okay but the people at home might not re realize it's being paused. <laughs> Everybody should hear us pretty pretty well the, the duration. I had to switch my Wi-Fi, but finish what you were saying. I was just saying that, you know, when you when your first two years of school of, of you know, higher education um, is more of your humanities, like your general liberal arts um, courses and critical race theory, I really think needs to be uh, one of the options for humanities, not just in law school, because like I've said before, I think I've made, made mention where I believe that, you know, American subculture is so diverse. Like you can be from Texas or New York and it could be like two separate countries almost. So understanding American subculture and what makes it so unique is really, really important to not only American history, but understanding American history. Well, so I, you know, thank you for like delving a little bit into it. I, I had brought it up not for any of that, which is, but it's good information that you shared and maybe down the road we can do a show. No, I'm not being funny. I'm just saying like, yeah. the reason I brought it up was because the people that we know, know exactly what it is, using it to divide and using it to say the quiet parts out loud because it's, you can't sit in one aspect of your life and vote that Juneteenth should be a federal holiday. And then out of the same breath, say that schools shouldn't teach critical race theory. That I think it's very important. That the 1619 project should be banned. Like you can't, you can't say one thing and mean another when it comes to this. And so a lot of people that are against it, you see the reasons that they are against it. And it has nothing to do with education. It has nothing to do with learning about the history of our, our country and why we act and do the things that we do and how we got to where we are today in 2021. It has everything to do with, you know, keeping people down and, you know, keeping the same mantra of them versus us in play. And so, you know, I, I encourage everybody that's listening to us to research critical race theory on your own and not not take it for what it's what it what you think it is based on somebody that you elected Tell me. you know usually usually what your political affiliation is is your social media algorithm right. and i know that these clips that come up um yelling about critical race theory in the k-12 setting i just ask that you check out this npr um interview that was so phenomenal that can really delve into what actual critical race theory is um and i i that's just my ask for whoever listens exactly exactly all right or john linguizamo it's really good. yeah i thought i just it's really good anyway so we're gonna we're gonna switch whoops that's not you i mean it's it's tamika's thoughts today not marissa's <laughs> I got to change my background. Um, I don't know, like I had it before, 
Um, and just, I don't, I, has your computer ever like reset everything? It's like, where is all my stuff? And you got to like kind of, oh girl, put it back. Yeah. Pretty, pretty annoying, pretty, pretty annoying. But you know, it is what it is. Um, we've dealt with birth shit, right? Dealt with birth shit. <laughs> all right. It's time for Tariqa's thoughts. Yes, it is. Over the years, you may have heard me reference one of my many cousins. I have way too many to count. And so unless you know it's me, unless you know me, it's hard to differentiate between which one I may be talking about. It's crazy because there have been times where I'm talking to someone and they tell me they don't have any cousins. That response always makes me turn up my hearing aids and ask for, for him or her to repeat what they said. How can you not have any cousins? I think at the end of the day, you can have relationships with cousins, but it's not possible to have none. In term, none, I mean none, none cousins, no cousins. Um, now, speaking of relationships with cousins, many of mine have run the gamut from sisters to friends to cousin aunt, cousin uncle. I've had strong bonds with some of them at points and non-existent relationships with others. Some knew me when I was a kid with knee braces and never saw me again, while others have remained in my life for 47 years. Cousins are unique family members, and most of us have interesting stories to tell about our experiences with different ones. Cherish those experiences. Reach out to those cousins you miss. Tell a cousin what you mean to them. Tell them you love them. Tomorrow is not promise. I dedicate today's show and today's thoughts to my cousin Shandi, who passed away on Thursday night. I have many fond memories of her but I suppose the most lasting impression she left on me was her smile. Rest easy, cuz. Marissa, as we go back to our other yep, yeah, yes page. Uh, where in the, oh, you know what? Before, before I ask people where they can find us. So the last clip I put up was about Felicia Rashad. I don't know if you saw the comments, People coming for me because I call her a bitch. I didn't call her a bitch like she's a bitch. I said it like, like, girl, you need to stop. It was like, bitch, you need to stop. You know how like you, it's like part of my vernacular. I don't realize I'm saying it. They were coming at me so hard. I would have been, some, somebody was like, I would have been, um, I'm gonna pull up the thing now. It's like, we like- Wait, is this, where is it on YouTube? Where is this? On Instagram. Like I, I'm happy with the people that like our show, but like we don't have to, like, you don't you don't have to like this this person, um, touched by Terry. This was almost interesting. I almost checked y'all out, but the disrespect is at an all time high. I see. Bye, Terry. Bye, Terry. So you know if you don't like the way that I talk when I'm doing my thoughts or when we're just having a conversation. Yes, a curse word might come out. Yes, I might say bitch. Um, yes, I might, you know, sound like I'm disrespectful. It's because there are times when I'm talking to my best friend and I forget we're being recorded. Like we're, I'm just like having a conversation, like an everyday conversation. And so the quiet parts uh, sometimes are said out loud. Marissa, where can they catch us? They can catch us at Yep Yeah Yes 18 on Instagram and Twitter, the Yep Yeah Yes podcast on Facebook, 
any smart speaker, all you got to do is say, play the Yip Yo Yo's podcast. Um, and to uh, You're like, those bitches, those, those, uh, uh, <laughs> so those bitches that wanted to uh, come at you on Instagram, um, hey, bitch. What up, though? What you got to say now, bitch? What up, though? Well, who is it, Terry? Terry something. I don't, whatever. She's not hey, the bitch. only. There's a few people that were like, they really. Hey, bitch. Hate- oh. Hey, bitch. So, listen, I'm mad disrespectful. Come at me, bitch. Oh, okay, goodbye. All right, y'all. You know where to catch us. Everywhere. Yeah, bitch. We love you. Everywhere, Thank bitch. You for- Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Before the FCC, by the way, the FCC wouldn't even come for us because you can say bitch on ABC, on regular TV. Yeah, bitch. All right, y'all. Bye now. Bye, bitch. (laughs)